Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. The rule of 26 and the power of integrating search marketing into your current marketing strategy. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where it's our mission to help Christian contractors scale their business in the name of God on biblical principles and righteous marketing so that they can make a positive impact in the world around them through the abundance we create together. I'm super excited to have Michael Bozinski with us today from Buzzworthy Marketing. Michael, welcome and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me there, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so pumped. Obviously, dude, you do some epic work in the space. Christian contractors listening in right now, you should be leaning in because you're about to get some gold nuggets on how to help <laughs> to help you scale your business so you can create that abundance that you want to create so you can make that positive impact in the world. So before we jump into the gold nuggets and the value, dude, it's, who are you? Like, give us a little background. <laughs> I'm just a uh, a good old like Polish farmer from Northern California <laughs> that ended up getting out of uh, the farming world by chance of my parents getting divorced when I was like 11 years old. And yeah, and so when my my dad moved to the city, he moved. I was I, I grew up. I was well, I was born in England, but long story short, as I ended up in Sacramento was my California. Uh, was my first big city in junior high. And uh, fast forward through uh, 10 years in the military, I had 15 years of uh, being a uh, working musician. I was a professional jazz trombonist at the age of 13. I mean, I did a lot of stuff just trying to find out who I was. And um, even after the military, um, I started a recording studio. So I actually did not start in marketing. I had marketing experience because I, I did that before the military. I actually didn't join the Air Force until I was 22. Um, I was raised Catholic. I was uh, My first marriage was in the Catholic Church, um, whole nine yards. Uh, so you know that was all around me. But like who I was and what I was going to do with my life was, has been a consistent evolution, if you will. But... Uh, Fast forward to 2005, I actually created uh, BuzzBiz Studios, and that was a recording studio. And about a year in, I realized that surviving off of starving musicians was a horrible business plan. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and uh, so it became a media production house for small businesses. And we grew that into a multi-million dollar creative agency. Mm. Um I, I had that for about 13 years before I realized I had grown my business broke. Mm, yeah. I was not, I had a multi million dollar creative agency, was not paying myself six figures. Mm. Okay. Ouch. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing a lot of things right. Mm. And so I, I looked at it and I go, well, I can dig myself out of this hole for the next five years, or I can just start over. So. I told everybody, it's like, well, we're getting rid of this 13,000 square foot facility that we had beautiful, beautiful facility, downtown Anchorage, Alaska. 
Mm. It was beautiful. Wow. We had just built it two years prior. Oh. Walked away from that. Oh. Had a claim bankrupt, personal bankruptcy mm. to save the companies and all these other things. Cashed in my Roth IRAs and all my, any, any retirement stuff I had, it was gone mm. to, to make this happen. Jeez. And uh, so that was four years ago. And now uh, Buzzworthy um, Marketing is thriving. We're doing better work than ever. Mm, My, I am able just recently, so we moved away from Alaska in 2019, a year, not not 10 months into this reorganization, which is crazy, right? Mm. And the, uh, because my wife was going into, or basically where she was working was going into this really uh, toxic time. Mm. She worked for a university and it was just bad politics and whole thing. It's like, we got to get you out of this. Mm-hmm. And I was in no position to say, you know, like, Hey, I can take care of us. Cause I was rebuilding my business from basically scratch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause we went from like 300 co- clients with 50 people under management down to like seven people under management and maybe served 80 to maybe a hundred clients that first year. Right. Right. It, right. Was, it was a huge drop, like 90% of revenue going, right. It was just like crazy. Right. Crazy. And, uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. long story short for fast forward, four years, we're killing it. Like we, I have taken everything that was awesome about my business before as a creative agency and learned how to really build a business around me mm-hmm. versus me working for my company mm-hmm. and owning a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And now Buzzworthy is, is it, we, we literally are like every single client comes to us is able, we're able to literally tell them what is going to go on in their marketing moving forward. Mm. Because I've, I've helped 1200 companies over the last 17 years. Wow. Crazy. Right. I've had the American marketing association call me a visionary marketer. Wow. That's awesome. Cool. I, have, I, I have a bunch of awards and stuff like that. The only reason I have them is because my employees at the time were like, we need these awards. I'm like, okay, well, you guys get the awards. I'm just going to keep building this business, oh, right? Yeah. And, and going out there. My mission now, though, because I lived in entrepreneurial poverty for 13 years, mm. technically probably 15. Mm. I don't want anybody else to do that ever again. Yeah. Literally. My mission is to help other entrepreneurs avoid entrepreneurial poverty. Mm. It's not that you're not making a lot of money. It's that you're not making the money that you're worth and affording yourself the bandwidth to live the life you deserve. Mm. Wow. And that is what Buzzworthy is all about. Mm. Woo. I like it, man. And, uh, I'm, I know so many people listening in are going to be like, man, I I'm there. I need, I need some love. I need, I need to get out of this hole, out of this entrepreneurial poverty. Um, Wow. So powerful. So obviously, you know, a thing or two. So I think you can maybe give us a couple of gold nuggets, right? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make some people some money and uh, help them make an impact. Boom. I love it, man. So talk to me about, let's jump into it. Let's t- jump into the value, jump into the gold nuggets. Uh, the rule of 26. What is that? And talk to me about what integrating search marketing into your current strategy means to you. 
Okay, so let's start with the rule of 26. So the rule of 26 is something that I created to help small business, small to medium sized business. So SMB, if, if you hear me say SMB, it's small to medium sized business, okay? Because that's who we deal with. The SMB market is inundated with gurus telling you the next secret to making money. But they never tell you the strategy in which to turn turn a profit, right? They don't tell you where to put your energy so that you can make money from your digital marketing. So when the COVID hit, I was stuck in this space because most of our companies are doing well already. They come to us to scale, right? They, they're like, hey, we know how to grow our business because we know how to work hard. Most entrepreneurs can work really hard. I know because I did it for a long, long time, you know? And now I leverage my time versus work through my time, okay? And so when COVID hit, I'm like, I'm not, I can't offer what I have to offer and help the people who don't have any money. So I got to teach these people how to fish. So I wrote, so I was like, okay, we got to create a, a strategy that people can utilize. Entrepreneurs can utilize this on their own. And then, then they can use their brute force that they have because they have more time than money when it hits something like a, a global pandemic hits you, right? And so I'm like, okay, what does it boil down to? Every business owner needs cash, right? Cash is king. But it means nothing if you keep zero of it. So I wanted to make sure that – that, so what, what I was creating really was a system that allowed you to create more revenue – while you were building out your marketing, your, your website marketing, okay? And so the rule 26 identifies out of the 128 digital marketing key performance indicators you can, you can possibly uh, gather up, right? I think, go, uh, let's see, uh, Shopify says 72. Th that's what they, they uh, track. I want to say somewhere around 50-something uh, KPIs out of HubSpot, right? I'm like, nobody cares about that many KPIs. And most of those KPIs are vanity KPIs. Mm -hmm. So, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. What are the KPIs that actually directly move the revenue needle? Okay. Yeah. And I identified three of them. Unique traffic to your website. Without traffic, you have no sales. Conversion rate. All the traffic in the world means nothing if you don't convert them. And your average revenue per client. You can get all the wrong clients and make no money. Mm. I know because I did it. Mm. So the rule of 26 states that if you increase your unique traffic by 26%, your conversion rate from that traffic by 26%, and your average revenue per client from those conversions by 26%, you have a compounded output of 100% more revenue coming from your website. Wow. Wow. Geometric growth. Dude. That's leverage. Wow. There's a difference between growth and scale. Mm -hmm. We grow through brute force. We scale through leverage. Mm. Scale through. The rule of 26 helps you leverage your effort. Uh, if you don't leverage your effort, you will always be working harder to get more. Yes. Wow. Powerful. 
if you leverage your, your efforts, you will make more and create more bandwidth to do other things. You talked about impact. If you have to work harder to get more, right, and you're already 100%, that means yeah, what? Yeah, you're going nowhere. Right? There's nowhere. And you have no – so in my heyday, I sat on eight boards of directors for different nonprofit organizations at the same time. I donated over $100,000 worth of man hours of marketing to those organizations in one wow. year. Crazy. Okay. I did that because I, I was leveraging my time. Now, I ran the rest of my business so crappily that I didn't, I didn't keep enough money to pay myself what I was worth, and I donated about 20% of my time to mm, nonprofits. Wow. I felt good mm -hmm. at the time, but what I was doing is I was ramping myself up to mm. burnout. And that's what literally got me to the point of reorganization in at the end of 2018, mm. Mm. okay? Which is the biggest blessing I've yeah. ever had. I tell people, I was like, my bankruptcy was the best thing that happened to me. My first divorce, even though I got married in the church, like we did everything by the book, the Catholic book, which is pretty darn strict if you know the Catholic catechism. Yeah. But it was the best thing that happened to me at that time because it released me to be who I was and create the impact I needed to make on the world. Mm -hmm. I would not know the wife I have today. Okay. And we were married in a different church, Lutheran church. Cool. Okay. But I wouldn't have her today. And at the time I was going through this transition, she was my girlfriend. She could have easily left me through that trife. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's how you know they're okay. keepers. So when it comes to leveraging time, I have I have a little bit of that that is why the rule of twenty six came to me so easily. Like I have no like people are like, Oh, how'd you come up with this? Like literally what I just told you is how I came up with it. I had no idea what I was creating until it was mm. created. Yeah. It was almost like God was channeling me to say, you need to break this down into the simplest form so people understand what actual strategy mm -hmm. looks like. And give them something yeah. they understand. Money, money, money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, money. Every time you do one of the three steps of the rule of 26, you make mm -hmm. more money. Yes. Everything stays the same, right? And you add 26% traffic, you make 26% more, yes. more money. Okay. If ever, if you started with conversion rate and you kept the traffic and you kept the average revenue per client and you increased your conversion rate by twenty six percent, how much more money do you make? Tell me, Brandon. Twenty six percent more. There we go. Boom. Twenty six percent more money. Ooh. The crazy thing is, you do two of those, you got like fifty two percent more money, right? Shit. Add one more of those objectives, and what happens? A hundred percent more money. Multiplication factor, geometric, right? It's called leverage. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing. And that's why the rule of 26 is so powerful. My book actually gets to that point in 22 pages. Okay. The book is only 120 pages long. Uh-huh. Okay. That means that there's a hundred pages worth of tactics that you can employ to make that happen. I give you secrets that show you how you can do it yourself. Yeah. And I, and I show you like when you need to grab help from other people, because not everybody, there's two people, 
there's two types of entrepreneurs, right? Entrepreneurs, sorry. You have people with, you have entrepreneurs with more time than money or more money than time. Okay. If you have more money than time, you can hire people to get these tactics right. done. And you can be very specific about, Hey, I want more unique traffic. Right. And we talk about that in more detail in the book, as far as like, what does that actually mean? Like quality, yep, right? Yep. Key quality traffic. Cause crap traffic is crap traffic. You're going to get crap results, right? Conversion rates. Like who are you converting? Are you converting good clients? Or are you converting mm -hmm. crap clients? Crap in, right, crap out, right? right? Your average revenue per client, nine times out of 10, if you're a service-based business, like a contractor, and you aren't charging what you're supposed to be charging, mm -hmm. you are shortcutting both you and yep. your clients. When you discount what you're worth, you're discounting what you can provide because mm -hmm. you can only give 100%. Right. So if you're billing at 80% what you're worth, you're only able to give 80% of right. what you're worth. Any problem is solvable at the right price at the right time by the right person. And the key being price can't solve all problems with the, with the discount price. Cause then you actually have a, another Race problem. to the bottom just makes there you broke. Is. Right. So as you're saying the rule of 26 and there's the, the trap, you know, the traffic, the conversion, the average order value. So obviously my brain is going like, dude, can't, obviously uh, you've mentioned your book, but do you have a couple of, of like tactics that you want to mention on how you would do those things. Sure. Let's work backwards because I wrote the book in thinking that people needed more traffic because most people come to me and they're like, I just don't have enough mm -hmm. leads. Right. So I started with mm -hmm. traffic, but the more I, I wrote the book in July of 2021. Nice. So just over a year ago. Right. And what's the, name the more of the book? we talk about it, Sorry, the more... I, what's the name again? of the book? The Rule of 26. Oh, okay, okay. Boom. Yeah, it's called... It literally is the Rule of 26. <laughs> it is the plug, Rule of Check him out. Okay, yeah. continue. Yeah. Rule of 26.com if you want to check it out. So with that said, ARCP was the last thing I talked about in the book. But it is the technically, if I ever rewrote it, like the revised version, mm -hmm. if you will, right? I would start with ARCP, average revenue mm. per client. And this is why. Most of us as contractors are not charging enough for our time. Right. If you increase, you can increase your prices by 26% today. And that's a hundred, that is going to be, say you charge $100 an hour, okay? And you're working at a 10% profit. If you only increased it by 10%, so $110, that $10 is a hundred percent profit. You have doubled your profit. Mm, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. And then, right. So 26% is over two and a half times more profit for the same mm. amount of work. And you're actually able to give yourself bandwidth to charge what you're worth. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's key. Okay. Now, to get there, though, you have to decide who is willing to pay that. Because guess what? Not all your clients are willing to pay another 26%. If you're charging $120 or $100 an hour today, $126 is not going to be acceptable right. to some of your people. Which means that not all of your clients are your mm -hmm. best clients. They're not your perfect clients. Right. So going back to your clients and saying, hey, you like what I do, right? Yeah. 
You think $100 an hour is pretty pretty good deal, right? <laughs> That's a really good deal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if I needed to be, you know, we're, we're in some tough times here, and inflation's really hitting me hard. Do you think if I was able to, if I, I raised my price to 126 that would be okay with you? Some of them are going to say, no, because that's, that, that's hard times for me too. And other people are going to look at it and go, I was wondering when you were going to raise your prices. I don't think you were charging mm-hmm. me enough. Oh, yeah. The people who say the latter are the ones who are worth keeping. Yep. And anybody who's not ready to get on that bandwagon are the ones that you got to get eventually got to get rid right. of. And the people who do say, hey, listen, you are worth $126 an hour. Great. What is it about me that makes me worth $126 an hour? And listen mm. to them. Ooh. Take notes. Write everything they say down. All the key words that they say are the words you put in your marketing. And once you've got all of that, like all you need to talk to is maybe 15 to 20 of your clients, your best mm. clients. Your highest mm-hmm. paying clients, mm-hmm. right? And find out how many of them are were ready to pay you 26% more than you're mm-hmm. paying right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just say, hey, listen, we're trying to up our game, right? And we've, we, we've decided that 26%, so whatever that looks like, is going to be our new rate. Would that, how would that feel to you, right? Now, some people are like, oh, I want to be grandfathered mm-hmm. in. Eh, they don't yeah. really care. They don't yeah. see the value. The ones that say, yeah, you're paying, I'm, you're charging me $200 an hour right now. I'm ready to pay $252 an hour. That's 26% more of 200 bucks. They're ready for that. I don't care what the number is. 26% more. Okay. Get that feedback from the people who are ready to say that. If it's only 10% of your best clients, fine. Use it. Now, everything they just told you you're now going to put into your website's content on your homepage, okay? So I had a client, the home cleaning services, okay? They wanna charge probably 40% more than the market currently allows, okay? Huge, huge increase, okay? So we talked to 15 15 of their best clients. They've been around for 26 years, okay? They're ready to get rid of a flexibility option that they Mm. had. They're ready to get rid of it. Free rescheduling. Out of 15 of those, guess what happened? Flexibility was one of the keywords that came up. What are we putting on the homepage of the website? Flexibility, five-star service, dependability, and trustability. Those were the four things that people were willing to pay for. Okay? Great. Now we're using that content on our website to convert the types of people we're trying to do business with. Yeah. Yeah. You see what we did? We used ARCP to decide who we want to market to. Now, once you have that in line, you can now go find who are those people. When you're talking to those best clients who are willing to pay you the extra 26%, right? And increasing your prices is only one option. I'm just giving you one thing, okay? Because it's the easiest thing to do. And it's 100% profit. Right. And it's the best thing to do. And and if it can't be that, like you get 20 people in front of you and none of them tell you that they were willing to do a pay for the service that you currently provide for 26% more, that means you have to find a way to add more value. 
That doesn't mean more work. You just have to find a way to add more value. Okay. So fast forward, we now have 26% more conversions coming from our website. What did those best clients, who are they? Are they willing to introduce you to their friends? Yeah. Right. Referrals. What associations are they part of? What clubs are they a part of? What church do they go to? What clubs are, where do they hide? Now, put your name in front of those people that are in those associations, at those churches, in those clubs. Right, right. Because like people right. hang out with people right. like them. Boom. That's, uh, that's like uh, moving into offline, right, advertising. Raise your prices, squeeze some information out, squeeze some bad clients out, get the new information, use it on your website, take it even offline. That's like some ninja guerrilla warfare right there, taking it offline and meeting them where do they hang out. It might be online. It might be that you're just uh, putting ads on the newsletter of the association. It could be a sponsorship mm. for a church uh, outing or an event. Maybe you sponsor the next fish mm. fry, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's the soup kitchen that's down the street that you know that you know that the other contractors th- want to support, right? It doesn't always have to be mm. gorilla. Remember, we're leveraging. Digital marketing is all about leveraging, mm-hmm. Yeah, right? right? Yeah, 100%. Yep. Right? So make your money work for you and draw them in that way over time. Mm-hmm. It's over time when you, when you talk about that. I have a fractional CFO who only works with contractors of $10 million or more. Okay. okay. We only work with the American Builders, Builders and Contractors Association, ABC. Okay. And two states. He went from zero to over a quarter million dollars worth of consulting in a matter of 14 months. He began with an average revenue per client at about $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. When he realized, (laughs) wait a second, I could probably, I can probably save them $50,000 immediately. So if I guarantee $50,000 in savings, I can pay for myself in the first 90 days. So now he charges $50,000 for somebody to sign up. And then another five grand a month for the nine months after that. Big difference. (laughs) And then it's month to month after that. So every time he signs somebody up, that's $95,000 in contracts. That's massive. That's crazy. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Now, most contractors are not consultants, right, so right. we get it. It's there's a lot of there's time and materials and all the other things yep. that go along with that. And if you want, I'll introduce you. If you're if you're making at least five million a year and you're a contractor, I will introduce mm-hmm. you to my friend. Okay. That it, we'll we'll put show notes in. It will just email me at buzz at buzzworthy.biz. I will introduce you to him. He can guarantee wow. his work. Okay. That is definitely that is a that is a introduction wow. I will make to anyone awesome. of your people. Okay, and he has a fifty thousand dollar challenge. What? Literally, will pay you twenty five hundred dollars if he can't show you 
$50,000 or more profit in your business in that Dang, 12 months. Dang, dude, that's crazy. Wow. Okay. Well, we're definitely going to need to make I will make intros. that personal. I will make that personal introduction to anyone who wants to take that challenge. Amazing. Okay. But you got to be making, you got to be making a couple million. million. I mean, like minimum is 5 million, but the challenge is at 10 million. Okay. 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 Dude, that's a huge right. resource. Thank you for that. No worries. No worries, man. I'm here to help, man. I'm like this contractors have it the hardest. I, I, I put it like restaurateurs, contractors, like <laughs> it's like the two commodities in our society. They're so crucial and nobody mm -hmm. cares. They don't care if we live or yeah. die. Yeah. Right. The next ones are consultants, mm -hmm. then yeah. lawyers and all the other you know, it's like we're, we're not even considered until like way, way down on the list of value to society. And it's like literally the people who keep our lights on, yeah. the plumbing working, the roofs from leaking, 100%. The, <laughs> the buildings to get built. You know, like yeah. it's, it's like, you know, Elon Musk. Where we put value is in like what? Social media and influencers is like, no, the future is contracting. Like if I had to do it all over again. You know, growing as old as I am right now, I'd be like, man, I should have become an electrician. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, they make you guys. <laughs> Nobody understands electricity anymore, even though it's everything. Yes. And with EV oh. and all the other stuff coming up, like, holy cow, that is a cash cow if you mm -hmm. understood that. Yeah. Right. And you'd be impacting every person that you put lights yeah. in their house or make their car go because they just bought an EV and all the other stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's such an underappreciated uh, profession to yeah. be a contractor. I always say the physical world isn't going anywhere. It's like, yeah, all the tech and all the cool new stuff that's coming out is 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 great, and obviously we can leverage that, like you said, leverage. But this this room, someone's got to build it, <laughs> you know. So, dude, that's awesome. It's got somebody's got to keep the lights on, literally. So, wow, <laughs> <laughs> and and keep us dry. Yes. Yes. That'd be good, right? Maybe keep the heat on when it's cold, it's right? Fun. Keep the electricity going when it's mm -hmm. when it's warm. I mean, there's all these things that, that we have to do. And I, right outside my window right here, there is a roughly 20 laborers mm. building out an ice rink in front of the old Capitol in Springfield, mm -hmm. Illinois. They do this every year, uh -huh. okay? There's a contractor responsible for that mm -hmm. project. Right above them is the rehabilitation of the dome of the old Capitol building. Another contractor. All the things that happen around us are because of contractors. Yes. So why wouldn't we put all of our value in the people who build things in this world, in this country? Because that's what made this country so bad yeah, ass. That's right. People who yep. build things. Yep. They're the reason that we're, we are one of the top powers Amen. in the world. And um, I heard Ryan Groth say this recently is like, there's a, there's going to be a new generation of contractors because I think now um, uh, professionals are realizing that the contractor space is like, I mean, just on the money side, quite lucrative and they're starting to come in and be like, wait, we, we could generate how much revenue? Like, okay. Then now professionals are starting to get in rather than, you know, uh, Randy, random handyman, you know, kind of running a business. And it's, so I think there's going to be a transformation in the industry, like probably no one's ever seen before. And so now the time to, to be that person, right? 
hundred percent. We were, th there's a whole generation relied to that said, if you don't have a four year degree, you're gonna be nothing in this world. Yes. And they forgot that, wait a second. So you can go to a trade school, be an apprentice for a couple years and become yeah. a tradesman and make 30, 40, $50 an hour as a tradesman. And a lot of those mm -hmm. are union. The meaning that they, you've got all mm -hmm. of these benefits. And even non-union, like I have clients, I have like landscapers and stuff like that that have non-union mm -hmm. shops and mm -hmm. union shops. And both of those shops make money. And guess what? The owner was a guy with a shovel and a truck yep. back in the day. Every time. It is the American mm -hmm. dream. People forget that hard work is what made us the country we That's are right. today. Amen. Right. And without that hard work, all of these tech companies mean nothing because there's no building to put servers in. There's no electricity to pipe yep. into there. None of that works without the labor force. hundred percent. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. You know, and I don't care if you're a big con, you know, you're a big non-labor guy or a labor guy or, you know, as far as union go, both sides have a place in this country. You know, and that can be your unique selling proposition. Mm -hmm. Hey, you don't want all of the, the paperwork. We're a non-union mm -hmm. shop. There is a place yeah. for you there. And you can cut that niche right down there and say, this is mine. Mm -hmm. I own it. It could be a union mm -hmm. shop and go, you know what? We're the best union mm -hmm. shop. Mm -hmm. And you take your slice of, of whatever you right. want. So many people want ev the whole gamut. And it's like, if you could just figure out where you mm -hmm. fit yeah. best, the most profitable place, the most efficient place is your most profitable place. And if you can find your efficiency in the industry, you will increase your ARCP just by serving the right people mm. that fit your yep. shop. Yep. That's right. You don't have to, you don't have to increase your prices to increase ARCP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reducing the services that you actually offer and whom you offer it to can increase your average revenue mm -hmm. per client. hundred percent. You can get better, more traffic and better conversions as well. The first two 26 is by having a more targeted message because now you're getting more clicks because they're speaking to them and they're converting better because you're speaking to them. And that's, you know, try a lot of, of uh, residential contractors try to be everything to everybody. And when you start to focus, boom, starts, it starts to work. Brandon, we are marketers. How did we start? Dude. Anybody yeah. and everybody who yeah. will take us. Yeah. <laughs> contractors have no oh, different no. Oh, yeah. struggles. Oh, yeah. Okay. We no. get it. We understand yeah. the struggle, right? I only work with service-based businesses, mm. period. I don't do e-commerce. I don't do retail. I don't do restaurants. Mm. And actually some of the services I don't even do. I don't do mm. realtors. I, uh, I don't do VC startups, regardless. I don't do right, SaaS, right. right? Even though I have, I have softwares that help smaller businesses do what needs to be done. They can't afford us mm. to do it for them. Mm. I get that. But that doesn't mean I need to market for SaaS right. companies that don't understand the value of each person interacting mm -hmm. with my company, that lifetime values and all the other things that go in where we're putting right, our energy. Right. Wow. Right?
It's huge. Powerful, man. That's that's huge. So the rule of 26 sounds like we can dive more into that uh, with your book. And I also, obviously, we also had uh, in our headline here is also search marketing, integrating that into your overall strategy. So talk to me about that. Okay. So I think we have covered the basis of like who we want to talk to, what's important to them and where they're hiding, mm-hmm. right? 68% of all transactions start with a search mm-hmm. query. Yes. Just let that sink in for a second. Two thirds of every transaction, retail or not, start with a search mm-hmm. query. That means that 68% of all business starts on a search mm-hmm. engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there's two ways search marketing happens organically and mm-hmm. paid. Okay. So if we remember anything about economics, money equals mm-hmm. speed. Yeah. So if we want things fast, we have to pay for it. And that's where the paid, the, the paper clicks, the LSAs, the local service uh, advertising, all of those things are paid. You're renting space on the search engine that you don't have organic mm-hmm. rankings on. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the mm-hmm. top of the page, because guess what? That's how Google pays for this awesome search engine that two thirds of all transactions happen. Yeah. Start at right. Right. Okay. Then there's the second one. And we remember we, we I'll go back. There are people with more time than money or more money mm-hmm. than time. So if you have more money than time and, you, and speed is your mm-hmm. gig, then your paid search marketing, Google ads and all the other things, display networks yep. and all the other things, that is where you would lean towards. But everybody, so the people with more time than money, now need to look at organic. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Because not everybody clicks on the ads, right? Some people refuse yeah. to click on ads. And if you're a B2B, mm-hmm. your sales cycle is so long, ads are probably not mm-hmm. where you're going to be. Yep. Right. But see, contractors are so, it's not, it's, this is not negative guys. As a contractor, we are transaction oriented. Yeah. Okay. And we don't realize the long game that we're missing, mm. right? And organic search marketing, SEO right. for most people is where the money, the long-term mm-hmm. money is at. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. If I'm doing research on a big project, am I clicking on an ad? Am I ready to even like click on a listing in the Google mm-hmm. Maps to talk to somebody? Or do I need more information? Mm-hmm. And whoever gives me that, that information in my research mm-hmm. stage, mm-hmm. right? Informational yep. intent, yep. right? That person's, if I, if I cultivate that relationship on my website well yep. enough, I'm the one they're going to call. Oh. Inorganic, right? Right. Now, this is where the leverage comes in. In paid, you rent the space. Stop paying for it. Don't get right. the space. Period. End story. Want more? Pay more. Yep. Okay. Yep. Numbers game. Organic. You put on all this effort. Say six, twelve months it takes to get you to where you want to be in the rankings for the keywords that are most profitable to you, and all those yep. things, right? And you turn around and you're like, now all of a sudden. You're getting two or three inquiries on the organic mm-hmm. side. On the organic, what? 
And every one of those is worth thousands of dollars. The lifetime value, whatever Mm -hmm. you do, right? If you're B2B, that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in a lifetime Mm -hmm. value. Oh, yeah. Right? But yet contractors are so afraid to spend $1,500 to $2,500 a month for a real professional to put them on top, ranking number one for the real keywords that matter to them. Yep. Because they're like, but I have to pay that for many months before I ever see it. Right? I referenced that CFO earlier. You know, it took us 14 months to get their first client. Hmm. Now, if we look at an average of, we'll say an average SEO is going to maybe charge, I'm going to give it a fat number, $2,000. Over 14 months is $28,000. Okay. What did I say that 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 one client was worth $90,000, right? What's his overhead as a consultant? Very little to nothing. Not much. Okay. Now, contractors, you guys have a much different look at this, right? But if you look at that and you go, okay, my first job might be worth $90,000, right? And that's just your first job. What happens when the second job hits, yeah. the third job hits, and the fourth job hits? And you are only and, – and the keywords that you're getting ranked for are for the people who are your perfect clients yeah. over and over and over yeah. again, right? Zero extra dollars on ad spend – coming in from your organic mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And if you're B2B, that's huge yes. because you're working with developers mm. and VC and commercial realtors and all that stuff. Like all of the other projects besides this one is now feeding your business, right? Right. right? And so then people look at that and go, I don't know if I can stomach $28,000 to get my first client. And it doesn't always take that long. I'm just working worst case scenarios here, guys. Right? If you're doing the right things in SEO, it it is the most, and that's why I say this in search marketing, it is the most profitable way to make your money. I have a website that's been around since 2005. In a defunct company, that still gets leads on a weekly basis. Yep. <laughs> it's not even a business I've anymore. I've seen that. Now, those leads get passed on to the company that's actually solvent and blah, 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 right. blah, right? I get it. But you right? leave it leave it there. So all of that work we did for 15 years is still paying mm-hmm. off. If we continued on that site, how much more return would we get? As a creative agency back mm-hmm. in the day, we spent very little dollars on actually advertising anything. Wow. Everything was inbound mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. We practiced what yep. we preached. And it still pays dividends four years later after I've never touched that website for four years. I'm, I'm curious. What's the what's And the how link? much more would I be getting if I had another four years yep. of effort in it? Yep. I'm cu- that could be your website. Dude, so I, I'm curious. What's your old – is your website still up? Yeah. So the old school, it's a horrible website, buzzbiz.biz, B-U-Z-Z-B-I-Z-Z dot B-I-Z. Now, if you're listening to this after December 31st of 2022, (laughs) 
it's going to be a completely different website. Because so, <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually going to go back, and, and it's, it's basically my holding okay. company now. BuzzBiz Media is taking over that URL. Yeah, okay. So. Okay. And we're going to take out all of the agency stuff that, that's there because Buzzworthy takes all of the digital marketing firm mm. services. So it goes yes. there anyway. So we're just going to tell Google, hey, listen, anybody who finds this page, well, it needs to go over here now. The buzzworthy is where it's at, right? And so we'll start getting those leads over there. And we've been building up the buzzworthy. So buzzworthy.biz is the new okay. website, right? And that one now, four years into it, is doing great, right? Awesome. <laughs> Better be. Otherwise, you'd be out of yep. business, right? <laughs> be yep. Hey, no, but you know a thing or two, so that'll do it. Dude, okay, okay. So yeah. paid ads, SEO, obviously, there's there's opportunity because uh, maybe the residential contractor mindset is typically uh, more transactional, that there's less people probably trying to go into that SEO route because of that longer uh, cycle. But that's good for the ones that we believe that we're going to do that because now there's, there's less people doing it. And it's probably just – it's just not the majority. Right. So all we have to do is just show up. <laughs> just got to show up and, and get into it. Literally, like just flex. <laughs> like less than – what is it? It's less than 5% of all websites on the internet right now will rank on the first page. Mm. Less than 5% of all websites. That means one out of 20 websites will actually rank on the first page for anything. Crazy, crazy. The top three is what you're looking for because that's where all the traffic's at. Number one's getting right around a third of the tra organic traffic. Number two's getting in the low 20s. Number three's getting in the low teens. And then single digits, in, uh, single digits all the way down to 10 and then point or two percent of all traffic passed the first mm. page. Crazy, crazy. And so we know where we need to be though. And the thing is, is most contractors are local mm -hmm. contractors. So I have an electrician in the Atlanta yep. area. Yep. Right? He does things very specific. So he's not looking for all of the electrical mm -hmm. jobs. He's looking for very specific right. jobs. So what do we try to rank for? The specific work that people are looking for. Yes. Specific keywords. Mo now, he has, a, he has the contractor side of that as well. So he's got some B2B there. So we are working the organic side. But his day-to-day -day consideration is paid because he has to fill the jobs out of the vans he has. I get it. Everything comes as how many calls do we right. get today? And I get that for yeah. B2C. B2B is I don't want to take so many calls that are not going to become mm -hmm. clients. So don't rank me for certain keywords because those keywords mean those people are looking for something that I don't offer or don't want right. to offer. Yeah, 100%. Whew. Okay, powerful, powerful. Okay, so twenty-six. Per, the rule of 26, geometric growth, search marketing, paid and organic. Do you have more time or more money? And... Do you have, do you have any uh, secret sauce that you'd like to share as far as the paid or organic side? Obviously, there is the that. Luckily, just show up with SEO, and you're pretty much already ahead of the game. Uh, but paid ads, is there any secret sauce that you want to share? A little bit of tactic or a little bit of nugget on on how to succeed for maybe somebody that is isn't seeing much success or hasn't even started. 
right? So if you haven't seen much success, that means whoever is managing it doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Sorry. I, it just, it's, yeah. it just is yeah. right. Um, we just took over an account that had, they were spending like $8,000 a month, $8,000 in ads a month. And they, and their, their cost per acquisition was in the $250 range. Mm. Okay. Wow. Now their average client spends about $1,800 with them and it's B2C. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. So it's, it's yeah, a tough, that's tough, that's right? Tight. That's kind of tough, right? Their target should be close to 120, mm. but the agency they were using says, well, the trends are going up and blah, blah, blah. And we looked in there, man, they haven't even optimized the ads to the mm. name. There's all generic. It was the same headlines, every ah. ad. If you are running ads on your own and you're using the same headline for every single one mm. of your ads, you're mm. losing. Okay. It's generic. Yeah. It needs to be specific to every person that is there. Somebody who's looking for, say, maintenance on an electrical electric fireplace versus maintenance on an HVAC unit versus a mm. boiler should not have the same yeah. headlines. Yeah. That's key. Google mm -hmm. sees that and they say, oh, you got generic mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, well, you must yep. be generic. So we're not going to put yep. you as high, right? For yeah. my firm, we average 1.2 placement for Google nice. ads. That means that only one out of five ads that ever displayed that we manage hit number yep. two yep. That's on nice. the ads. And you only have three spots right. on the top. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that means eighty percent of the time, our clients are getting the number one spot on the on the That's key. page. Key. Period. Yeah. Okay. If you're not getting that, find somebody who mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. End of story. I can't. I, I can't make that more simple. That is the secret sauce. Get the right people in place that know what they're mm -hmm. doing in your yeah. industry. Hundred percent. Period. End of story. Wow. Powerful. Guys, on the organic side. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Yes. hundred percent. Like you said, specific. Be specific on who you are and who you want to work. We're going to go back to the ARCP. Who are your most profitable clients? What do they look like? How do they talk? What are they worried about? What is the pain point that they have that you can overcome now? Mm. Today. Because if you talk about that in the first 200 words of your website, you got them. Now just have a call to action. Listen, we're here. Let's do this. 100%. No song and dance. You have this problem. This is a solution. And we're the people who can oh, give it to you. Fire. Fire, man. Okay. So, and then bonus. This is a bonus one I'm, I'm interested in diving into and pioneering and checking, looking more into is, is obviously you do your SEO. Um, and then I, I'm kind of wondering, can we pair a little bit of PR and a little bit of like local authority through some kind of PR to help boost that local SEO and domination. Like, do you got, what do you got there? Okay. Two things, video. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you are a B2C contractor, let's call you a plumber. Okay. And you have videos on how to fix my toilet. Okay. Now the people who are going to do it themselves are going to do it themselves anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. You produce yep. the one video. And the thing is, is that you tag that with, Hey, and if you 
run into issues, guess what? Mm. We're here to help. Most DIYs, yeah. like there's a, I, I don't know what the, the number is, so don't quote me on this, but there is a, a, a majority of DIY projects that end up with a contractor at the end fixing yep. it. <laughs> and yeah. Right? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> the, that's what Angie's all yeah. about, right? Like, if you look at Angie List, it's and um, actually, there's another one. House, house is the best, actually. So, house is like all of these DIY projects, right? And then there's ads for the contractors actually can do it because they start the project, they go, "I'm in yeah, over my yeah. head," blah blah blah, blah blah, right? So, if you can make videos of the small things for B two C, especially if you are the the quick the emergency service people like electricians, plumbers, and stuff like that, do the DIY stuff. It's okay because the people who are watching it and are going to do it themselves are not going to hire you anyway. Might as well show them how the right way to do, do it. On, okay. okay? And if you optimize that for your local search, you're going to come up because Google is giving us extra juice for making video. Mm-hmm. Period. in a story. Yeah. So that means that when we look at the, when we have a search engine results page that comes out there, we're going to have three ads up at the top. So if you're paying for ads and you're the number one there, that's great. Okay. Then there might be the, there's either going to be what we call the position zero, which is like how the, the answering the question and you can find some information there. So you're going to definitely be in there because you're going to have frequently asked questions. Like how do I replace the plunger in my blah, 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 right? Like in my toilet, dot, 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 right? So, so you might be answering that question. So you're now you're there. Oh, wow. Look at that. You're there two places, right? And then there's the maps, right? Oh gosh, there's all these plumbers that can help you with toilets. Okay, bro, that's great. And then right below that is the videos over the top 10 organic results. Ooh, yes. Okay, so if you have your local SEO to where you're the number one empl- uh, plumber because you're the one who has all of the reviews and you've done all your homework on your, your local, you're the one that's answering questions that pe- people most ask and you're paying ads and you have a video you're the number one in four places before we even get to organic. And if you're number one organic, it's what? That you've been seen yeah. five times. What are the options? Uh, what are the odds, sorry, of you Ooh, getting called? Big, big time. Okay. People get wrapped up with Google ads. They get wrapped up with local SEO. But they don't realize that there are six games playing at any given time in one search. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. And then, so as far as that content goes, you would post obviously on YouTube and then, I mean, the rest of the platforms as well. Your social media on your website as a blog on and on. Right. Okay. So now let's say you're a very enterprising plumber and you have your own podcast. Mm. Oh yeah. How much content are you creating that can be utilized for all of those channels we just mentioned? So would you, so it would be like DIY style podcast content or yeah. Yeah. Or let's say you're a plumber in, let's say Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Okay. Right. So now I'm the DIY plumber of Atlanta, Georgia.com. Yeah. Okay. My whole website is set around helping people do the little work that they're not going to pay anybody mm-hmm. to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to introduce them to bigger projects, always pointing them to you because you're the sponsor of said website. Yes. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, check that out. How funny. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. That's a huge bonus. So 20, the rule of 26%, start out with by raising your pricing, get in there on SEO, squeeze the juice out of your top clients for specific terminology. And then as a bonus, get out there and create some DIY content. Cause guess what? They're going to need to call you at the end of that DIY project anyways, or they weren't going to pay you to begin with. Dude. Huge value bombs, big time, dude. Amazing. Nice. I yes, appreciate dude. that. Well, I want to respect, honor and value your time, man. I really appreciate you for the contractors listening in right now. I'm sure the wheels are turning. The juice is flowing. So just audit yourself, take action. Don't sit on it. Don't sleep on it. Take some action. So dude, buzz. Thank you so much for, for being here. Where can people find you? Uh, you can, so the book is at rule of two, com. Um, it's a great place to start. If you are a person with uh, that are just like ready to dive in, go to buzzworthy.biz. Um, there's plenty of content there. Um, we do have DIY stuff. We have done with you stuff. We have done for you stuff. It doesn't matter where you're at in your entrepreneurial journey. If you're just starting out and you've got one man and one shovel, we're there. If you're the man who, or the, the, the woman even, um, that has 10 trucks and, you know, 100 employees, we've been there. We've done that. We can help you out with that as well. Whew. All right, guys. Check them out. Buzzworthy.biz. Plenty of content there. Check them out. Dude, thank you so much to everybody for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you're a Christian contractor that wants to scale your business in a big way to be a light in the darkness while honoring God, join our free Facebook group at go.dreamdesignlabs.com forward slash eight figure group. Check it out. It's free to join and I guarantee you'll get tons of value from the content and community. Remember, marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Till next time, stay blessed. Michael, Thank you so much for all the awesome value. I, I can't wait to continue to learn more from you. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. You got it, man. We'll be talking soon. Peace. Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there, do great work, and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.